Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. How are you, Adele? Fine, Jeremy. How are you? I'm tired. Yeah, Jeremy's tired. Yeah, I'm a little bit under the weather and I'm tired. I had a, I had a COVID test yesterday because I was showing some symptoms, but we'll see how that goes. Although it wasn't the nasal swab this time, it was a throat swab, which was better than the nasal swab, but still was not comfortable. I have yet to have a COVID test because I am not showing any symptoms and they don't test asymptomatic people unless they... Like if I if I go positive, then you'd have to go. No, no. It's like I, I, the only reason I could do it without having a, a symptom or being um, exposed to a COVID-19 positive person would be if I was had travel plans and needed to show that I had a negative result before, before traveling, traveling yeah. which I don't have any travel plans. So essentially, I don't have any reason to get tested. I just have to kind of stay away from you and wait for your results. And if it comes yeah. out positive, then I have to get tested. Yeah. Which yeah. is annoying because I could have easily gotten tested the same time as you did. I know. It was like, it was actually a much better process this time. Um, you could book your test online. And like yesterday when I was feeling the symptoms, went on online to get the test booked and was able to book for f- four hours later, uh, walked into the place. There was nobody there pretty much. So walked in, got my test, walked out. Easy. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, at least they've gotten some things under control since yeah. uh, the beginning of it, because <laughs> at the beginning of everything, when everybody was kind of freaking out and getting tested and nobody was really knowing what ev- anything was and yeah, we were still working and <laughs> yeah, well, it, <laughs> it was, was a, a whole thing. But it was yeah. a much different ordeal, but it seemed to go a lot better this time. So, yay. So what do we have uh, in store this week for our episode? Well, I've prepared a little story. A little story? Is it a true story? It's a true story. Okay. It's a true story. It's not necessarily an incident, but it's aviation related. Okay. And I had this idea because it's nice to switch things up and I'm clearly the one that switches things up every week. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm a, should I, should we get started on that? Are you sure? Unless there's anything else, other housekeeping items or anything else you want to talk about? Nah, I will can do that at the end if we need to okay all right so let me preface this by saying that i'm not going to go right into exactly what it is okay i'm going to start by i'm just going to read what i have down and then we can have a discussion about it okay sounds good you might catch on to what the story is but i'm not gonna like if i said what it is then it will kind of just be like gotcha uneventful you know anyways all right so As cabin crew, or anyone working in the aviation industry, sometimes it can feel as though the airport is our second home. We land in different airports, sometimes three or four in one day. We know the layout, where the best spots to grab a bite to eat or a cup of coffee are, and we know where to sit in the quietest quietest area to regroup before our next flight. Airports are definitely a safe place, a means to get away, a starting port to all adventures, and they can be quite beautiful as well. However, the same sentiment does not hold true when a flight is delayed, when a flight is canceled, when the weather 
makes it impossible to fly out. At that point, all you want is to get out of there and be anywhere else. But if your flight was permanently canceled and it was never possible for you to leave. I think I know where you're going with this. So, <laughs> Mehran Karimi Nasari, also known as Sir Alfred Mehran, sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, found out what it's like to live in an airport for a very long time. Mehran is an Iranian refugee who found himself stuck and subsequently living in Terminal 1 of the Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris. He was there from August 26, 1988 until July 2006. 18 years. 18 years living in an airport. Mm-hmm. Wow. He left Iran as a refugee and arrived in France in hopes of starting a new life. Unfortunately, bureaucracy and immigration laws got in his way. According to Nassari himself, he was kicked out of Iran due to his protests against the Shah. He had filed many applications in many countries and finally was granted refugee status by the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees in Belgium. Allegedly, this allowed him access to residency in many other European countries. However, this claim is highly disputed and some investigations even allege he was never actually kicked out of Iran. Nevertheless, Miran Nassari, having one British parent, had made the decision to take up residency in the UK in 1986. But in 1988, his papers were lost. He was turned back in London when he was unable to present the authorities with a passport. He then ended up in Charles de Gaulle Airport in Terminal 1, where he was arrested by French police, then released in the airport. He was not allowed to enter France but also not allowed to leave because he had no papers, no documents for any country. He was stateless. Since he entered the country legally, he had no, but had no documentation, he could not leave the airport. He could stay there, but he couldn't enter France. Attempts were made by Belgian authorities to get him papers and grant him residency in Belgium. They would only do so if he presented himself in person. You can't leave the airport, so... <laughs> in 1995, he was given permission to fly to Belgium on the condition that he agreed to live there under the supervision of a social worker. Nassari refused as he only wanted to live in the UK. Okay. Later, both France and Belgium offered to grant him residency, but he refused because they listed him as being Iranian. He wanted to be British. Okay. And didn't... And they didn't use his preferred name, Sir Alfred Miran. That's okay. what he called himself. You can't just call yourself Sir. You have to be knighted by the Queen. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> That's what he wanted. Okay. He seems like a very peculiar person. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and this frustrated his lawyer, Christian Bourget, very much. And when Nassari's family was contacted about this, they said he was living the life he wanted. In an airport. So in July 2006, Nassari was hospitalized and his living space dismantled in Terminal 1. In January 2007, he was discharged and taken care of by the airport's division of the French Red Cross. He stayed in a hotel near the airport until March 2007 when he was moved to a reception center for a charity called Emmaus in Paris's 20th arrondissement. 
Since 2008, he has been living in a shelter in Paris. So this story may sound familiar <laughs> to you if you saw the movie Terminal. The Terminal, yeah. Starring Tom Hanks. So Spielberg did pay Nassari for the rights to his story, but never ended up using it. The storyline in the movie is quite different, although does does showcase a foreigner without papers living in an airport for an extended period of time. Yeah. So, my question to you. Yes. Jeremy. If you had to live in an airport, which airport would it be? Oh, wow. See, that's a tough one because... It's like, you know, you have your familiar airports like, you know, Toronto, Calgary, ones we've been to so many times. So, you know, it like the back of your hand, but that doesn't mean they're the best ones for quote unquote living in mm -hmm. um, from like different things I've seen on TV and like airport ratings and things like that. I believe Seoul, South Korea has one of the top rated airports. Uh, I haven't been there myself. I've been to Narita and that's a really nice airport. But to do something different, I think Seoul was the one and they have like everything there. They have like uh, hotel rooms, like little pod rooms within the airport and they've got tons of great food and things like that. I, I'm going to say Seoul, South Korea. But you've never even been there. Yeah, but it looks pretty on TV. Oh my God. <laughs> How about you? Well, if I was going to base it on what I've heard, I would say Singapore. Oh, Singapore. It was probably Singapore that was number oh, one. Oh, my God. Well, you you, you can't no, choose I, okay, that fine. now. I'm stuck in Seoul. Yeah, you're stuck in Seoul. <laughs> you can't leave Seoul. You are stuck there. Um, but thinking about the airports that I've actually been in, and this airport uh, particularly, I've actually stayed overnight. I had like a 10-hour stopover on one of my trips in the Hong Kong airport. Mm -hmm. So I've never actually been to Hong Kong. But I've spent an extended amount of time in the airport nice. and we stay like we slept actually in the airport. Yeah. Um, so I would stay I would say Hong Kong because it's huge. So if I had to stay there, like there would be always something to discover. Um, there's like lounge chair bed type places where you can actually like sleep and get a few hours of rest. Yeah, yeah. put your feet up. And like there's immense amount of restaurants and and stuff like that. So, the terminal, the movie. So it's set to take place at JFK's airport, but where was it actually filmed? I don't know. I doesn't look like any airport I've been to. So the interior shots were filmed on a soundstage in uh, in California, but the exterior shots were Mirabel in Montreal. I feel like you did tell me that. Did yeah. we see that movie together? Yeah, we watched it when it was on oh. once. Yeah. Well, if I was going to pick an airport in um, Canada, I would pick Vancouver Airport. Oh, yeah. It's to beautiful. To stay at. Because it has like, I don't know who is listening to this and has ever been to Vancouver Airport or if you've arrived from an international uh, destination into Vancouver. Um, there's like a beautiful area where they have like whole nature set up and yeah. there's bird chirps and there's like you have the sound of like water or wind well, there's a big like water fountain mm -hmm. at customs yeah oh yeah oh that customs too you go down it's it just smells like chlorine but it also it makes you think of like water and stuff <laughs> yeah it's really nice yeah um and of course there's like delicious food and 
the sushi spot closed down, but oh yes, there's Hanami. that fish, fish and chips place that's yeah. really good, and um, there's and lots that of, uh, lots Joe of and options. the Juice in the terminal of the domestic side yeah. of the Vancouver airport, oh, yeah. like past security, Joe and the Juice. It's very expensive. But it's actually so delicious. Yeah. Well, they have so many healthy options in that airport. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then my second question, Jeremy, okay. is if you could build your perfect airport, um, which elements would you put? Like, wh- let's say three elements that you, you don't, you're not, you don't, oh, sorry. Three elements that you would require in this airport but you're not necessarily living in it at this point there's okay, just like just if things that make a great airport yeah in your opinion three three things so three things number one food selection you have to have a wide selection uh okay, to accommodate you, everyone's needs okay but you have to do specific obviously you have to have food in airport Jeremy. well i know but that's what makes a good airport is good food selection so, I mean, you can have all your fast food restaurants and that's fine. But if you don't have something a little better, like, you know, we, we travel so much that we sometimes want something of higher quality than fast food, right? Well, yeah. Well, sometimes it's like like Hanami yeah, in Vancouver great. Airport. We'd love it if, even if we had a stopover in the airport of even like a couple hours. Yep. We'd go to that spot for lunch because they're quick. They were inexpensive and they're fresh. It's Vancouver. You can have fresh fish. Yeah. So so good. Um what other place? Well, there's that I think that spot in Winnipeg is closed now, but there's that, that breakfast spot oh, yeah. that people like. Yeah, Actually, people would call ahead to order their breakfast sandwiches and arrive there. What was it called? I don't know. I've never actually been there. Yeah, I, I've never eaten there, but it was like, it was a name. It was like a... Was it Stella's? Stella's, I think that's it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, thinking about, well, I used to work in the Montreal airport and yeah. there was, it's not there anymore. All these places don't exist anymore. I know. But um, they, I don't remember what it was called, but it was essentially, I think a sandwich shop right before security on the domestic, well... It's both domestic and international, but um, they would make the most delicious bagel, cream cheese, smoked salmon platter. Yeah. And it would have like, it would be this huge box, like thick, thick amount of salmon, smoked salmon on your bagel. So like they weren't stingy, like not just like one thin slice of it and charge 30 bucks for it. No, like fair amount with a salad. And like those delicious, like huge capers, you don't like them, but those capers <laughs> on top, like 20 bucks, but like, you get your money. So worth. good. Yeah. I would have that all the time, spend all my <laughs> money there, but it was so good. Well, right, in Montreal, so they food. also had, they had Moe's. Moe's was great for, if you like smoked meat. Mm-hmm. Le famille numéro trois. Okay. So you have food. What else? Uh, it has to be visually appealing. Like one of the things we love so much about Vancouver is that it's aesthetically pleasing. Like it's it's a nice, everything looks nice in it. You know, you've got your fountains, you've got your, um, you know, they they have little setups with uh, different Canadian sort of things all around, you know, the, with a the lot First of Nations and art yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Uh, so good food has to be uh, visually appealing and 
three, it has to be functional. What I mean by that is there's some airports where like Toronto, Toronto used to be the worst when we had Terminal 1, Terminal 2, and Terminal 3. Now it's all been switched around because we have the big new Terminal 1. But back when I first started, we had Terminal 1, which was the international terminal. It was like a little small circle, which was really efficient for few flights. But then as Toronto grew and more flights came in, it wasn't enough. So they created Terminal 2, which originally was like a cargo terminal, and then they changed it into a passenger terminal. And you could land from one flight and your next flight would be like a three mile walk and you'd have to like walk one end to the other. It was brutal. Um, so not functional. Um, so I would prefer an airport that is very functional where it's easy to get between terminals if needs be. Uh, I think of um, Atlanta. Atlanta has a very, very functional airport because of the way the runways are and where the terminals are and to get between the terminals. It just makes sense. It doesn't take too long to get anywhere. And I believe Atlanta still to this day is uh, most takeoffs and landings of any airport in the world. Hmm. Like busiest for takeoffs and landings. Atlanta. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I think. We'll have to look that up. I feel like that's kind of far-fetched compared to Paris, Heathrow, LAX. It's a busy one. So functional, aesthetically pleasing, and good food. Those are my three things. Now it's your turn. Hmm. Well, you were very vague with your responses. <laughs> well, you had this all prepared. I'm doing this off the I top don't have, of my head. I, didn't, I, I thought of the, the questions. I didn't think of my answer to it. Mm-hmm. I just thought of Hong Kong just off the bat. Anyways, is it Atlanta, Jeremy? Hartsfield ja- Jackson Atlanta International Airport. Busiest airport in the world. So your turn to answer those questions. A note to self, don't ever connect through Atlanta, Georgia. No, but it's very functional. Like, it works. That's why it's so busy, because it's so efficient. Yeah, but anyways. um, Yeah, well, food is huge. Like, as crew, if I know I'm landing in a spot that it's a busy day, you have, like, four legs in your day, and all you want is, like, a delicious sandwich or something to grab to go, like, easily grab and go yeah so like that and healthy like it has to be like nutritious healthy is like a weird term now but like nutritious and delicious <laughs> like not just a burger that's not nutritious yeah um but just like a green salad not really nutritious at either yeah because you're not you're just getting greens you yeah. know yeah have to have like a balance of both they actually have a, a good new salad place in toronto airport oh really yeah I went there a couple times before everything of this happened. Where is it? Oh, uh, at the end. Um, yeah, where they, they shut down everything for yeah. like, I don't know, a year. They opened up and there's this beautiful gourmet salad place. Cool. It's like build your own salad. Mm-hmm. So you can have like a really hearty salad filled with nuts and legumes and whatever oh, meats or good. whatever. Mm-hmm. And the foliage you want. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so nutritious and delicious grab and go foods. Okay. I like a good sitting area, like a a lot of sit down areas. Because I don't know, 
if you have ever been to Toronto Airport, at the end of the long hallway on the domestic side towards gates like 40 to 45 or whatever, there's literally about six or seven gates in the same area and yeah. maybe about 10 chairs. Yeah, it's chaos. Yeah. It's so bad. So if you have a flight going out of there as a passenger or even as crew, I mean, as crew, you know what where else to go. But as a passenger, you're going to sit at your gate. But if you're going out of those gates, there's not going to be any seating area for you, yeah. especially right now during COVID. It's like even more important to have an area where you want, you know, a little bit where of you can space. can be distanced from, yeah. You know, obviously not all airports are going to be super spacious and have that, you know, real estate. Mm -hmm. But I like, you know, like, and also different kinds of seating. Okay, this area has like a big lounge chair and, oh, you can look out. I like windows. Windows are nice. Seating area with windows. <laughs> like Vancouver, yeah. Montreal's new area, terminal, yep. has a lot of windows, like floor to ceiling, just glass. So you can see your plane. That's really nice. Yeah. Well, for... Geeks like us who like to watch the planes take off. Well, and even land. as passenger, well, it's just like it's a functional thing. It's you're at your gate. Yeah, you're you see the number of the gate outside as well as inside, and then mm -hmm. you see the plane. Yeah. Okay, I'm at this gate. There's a plane there. The screen's correct. Okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yep. As opposed to if it's all like boarded up or whatever. Or not boarded up, but you know what I mean. There's no glass. You can't see outside. You don't know if your plane's there. So, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe not everyone checks this, but whatever. Okay. So, you have glass and good seating, nutritious and delicious food. Grab and go. Yeah. And since you already chose the aesthetically appealing part. You can choose it too. No, I'm going to say good shopping. Good shopping. Okay. Give us an example. Well, I mean, it's not a very good thing, but it's entertaining. And it kills time. So as a passenger or as crew, we've easily been in airports for three plus hours. And we have another flight. We can't obviously go home. Yeah, We're on a stopover between, you know, during our long days. And sometimes we're just done just sitting around. We've eaten. We're not hungry at that moment of the day. Uh, we haven't necessarily brought anything to entertain ourselves so we have to walk around and shop mm -hmm. you know so um toronto airport is pretty good for that they have uh the body shop yep that's good they have david's tea i don't know if they still do i think it was moving last time i was i was there well everything with covid yeah. who knows what's even open anymore but um yeah they had david's tea so mm -hmm. like obviously teas but you can shop stuff yep um and then they have like obviously the relay stores, but you know, depending on the layout, it's nice to be able to they see the books, grab something, a magazine or something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, different uh, different airports have different shops. Um, Vancouver has like a nice little uh, spot with like backpacks and suitcases and stuff yep of course as crew we always get discounts in all these stores so that's why it's nice to shop there <laughs> yeah even at um, david's tea <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but yeah good shopping obviously international um destinations will have more interesting shops and duty-free and stuff but i'm not counting duty-free in this i'm just like just regular shopping yeah just like little shops that you have in 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 airports that 
you know, entertain you. You don't even have to buy anything. You're just browsing through, just have something else to do. And yep. I don't know. It's nice. You don't just want like one Tim Hortons and then nothing. Yeah. You want a little something else. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Shopping. Good shopping. I also like shopping. <laughs> it's true. I, I I almost wanted to go back and change one of mine. But I think oh, I'll... Oh, my goodness. Well, because then I thought, also important at an airport is fast, free Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I feel like most airports have free Wi-Fi now. Yep. Yeah, for the most part, but fast free Wi-Fi, you know, a lot of airports have Wi-Fi, but it's like, you know, even when we're checking our, our crew, like uh, our schedules and things like that, and it takes forever to pull up, you're like, oh my goodness, how can I ever get through a Netflix show with this Wi-Fi? <laughs> Priorities, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, that's just kind of the the problem with a lot of people in one same area. The Wi-Fi is never going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel you. I mean, I, I I think about it. A lot of European airports charge Still, after eh? a certain time. Oh, okay, so you, or get you like... have to have like a like an account or yeah. or something like that. I know, like in Frankfurt Airport, I signed up. It was free, but every time I landed there, I have to put in my my email and such. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you can't just like click on a button. You have to create the account and. log yourself in Mm -hmm. which is i i get in a way because you have to have a way of like accessing the wi-fi but yeah it's not automatic when you log on once it's you have to do it every every time time, there's a lot of airports that it's like oh you have free 30 minutes and then you have to pay yeah so like as crew that's fine whatever but if you have a stopover of five hours and you only have 30 minutes yeah that might not be so great yeah yeah, Especially yeah. in a foreign country where you can't use your, like, data or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, Wi-Fi is probably a big thing, but it's also something you definitely take for granted because we we have internet 100% of the time, Yeah, usually. So, when we don't have it, we freak out. Well, yeah, it's like, I mean, times have changed so much since, like, even since I started flying, like, with wi-fi everywhere and things like that we're so used to being able to you know hop on whatsapp and send a message to our loved ones and things like that you know check our facebook status and instagram like it's it's like when we're on a flight and we don't have wi-fi and we're like oh my god like you know it's like panic sets in because you can't keep up to date with the world unless you buy wi-fi on the plane but not as a crew member yeah so did you like my little um my story absolutely yeah with the, you knew I mean, what i was talking about i when you started talking about living in an airport i was like oh it's like the the story of the terminal <laughs> which I is know, great i thought it was interesting because it's aviation related we all we have to go through airports and mm-hmm. it's uh kind of crazy this guy lived there for 18 years that's nuts that's Not absolutely 18, nuts. i feel like 18 hours would be like i yeah. would be pulling my hair out but 18 years but it's also i mean it's interesting that he was offered several opportunities to exit and stop living in an airport and he refused because yeah he just wanted to be british and live in the uk that's all he wanted so it didn't suit his needs so he's like (laughs) no dice i'll stay here Uh, Uh, it reminds me of that that scene from the terminal where tom hanks is like 
in the washroom and uh, there's a guy and he's like shaving and the guy looks over at Tom Hanks. He's like, sometimes I feel like we live in these places, eh? And then Tom Hanks is just staring at him blankly. <laughs> That's great. Well, let's throw this one out to uh, to our listeners. Why don't you uh, send us a message at moderate turbulence podcast at gmail.com and tell us your favorite airports. Why? And if you could build your perfect airport, what elements would it include? Or you can also comment on our Instagram, things like that. Yeah, we always post on Instagram when we announce our new episodes. Sometimes we're a couple days late. Yeah, sorry. But we're trying to get better. Um, at least the, the episodes are numbered, so you can easily find the episode. And this one is episode number? 24. Woo-woo. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm impressed with us. All right. So anything else you want to say? Is Adele's laughing over there with Roxy on her lap? Oh, my God. She's sleeping so soundly. So if anyone out there <laughs> is uh, flying around and enjoying some of these airports, just remember when you're on your flights, be nice to your flight attendants. They might have to save your butt one day. Bye. Bye. Roxy, say bye. Woof, woof. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.